Hey guys, welcome to episode 25 of Next on the Platform. This week we have two returning guests, uh, Aiden and Alex. Uh, the boys are hopping on to talk about Raw Nationals. As most of you know, the guys competed uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Raw Nationals. Uh, how are you both feeling since then? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I, <clears throat> well, I've been feeling good, but uh, my, my back is kind of sore. Usually after me, it's always like one body part that is just obliterated and i guess it's my my back for this one mm. for one minute it was my biceps for some reason i don't know why but some elbow tendonitis what about you alex yeah uh yeah i'm like i'm surprisingly fatigued mm. i feel like beaten up like when i yeah um whenever like i lift like i'm actually like kind of sore after and like usually that yeah. just never usually like after i lift like i'm not sore so mm. Body's just getting back into it, mm. and obviously, and obviously, your first meet as an eighty-three, so you're heavier now. And yeah. we'll talk about that—the decision to move up after. Um, I was expecting uh, not to be sore because of like not having to do a big cut or anything, mm. but still beating you up quite a bit. Yeah, I'm still pretty beat up. I'll mm. be good uh, this week now. Mm. All right. Well, uh, some of you guys don't know. Um, Aiden's last meet didn't go exactly to plan. Uh, and so coming into raw nationals, how did you feel after, um, having that experience previously? Um, well, right off from the Texas meeting, I was like super motivated, uh, like a lit a fire underneath me just because I basically flew out to Texas just to have a, a pretty, uh, dreadful experience. I, I was, for those who don't know, happened was i got food poisoning about a week out from the meat from eating raw sushi and i lost um <laughs> I, I was sitting at 184 and um i weighed in at the meat at 178 after having 2000 calories and probably like over 100 ounces of fluids so I was probably sitting at around like one 175 so i dropped from 184 to probably like 175 and that's just, it's just that I just felt terrible. Mm. Yeah. You had, a, you had a pretty good prep though, yeah? And then that sort of happened right at the end. Um, For, for the Texas meet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did have a, a, a really good prep and then that just, just tore it all apart. Mm. And so extra motivation for Raw Nationals, was it then? Yeah, um, to me it was. Mm. Um, <laughs> even though... Just listening to it, it probably doesn't sound like it should be, but to me it was. So, yeah. Mm. No, I understand, man. Um, and what about you, Alex? How was uh, prep on your side? Obviously, you... Well, actually, before we go into prep, your decision to move up to an 83, which for many people didn't know, I'm sure. Um, what was behind that? Uh, I made... Sh I tried to, like... I put in my bio that I was moving up. And then there's a few like King of the List posts where he said I was a 74 and then like I made sure to leave a comment where I was at 83. So I didn't want to like look super strong and claim to be 74, even though I'm at 83. Mm. So there's like a ton of people who will jump weight classes and do that. So I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. They won't tell the uh, public that they're moving on until they're like two weeks out from the meet. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, by the way, I'm 15 I, kilos heavier. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've been sitting. Yeah. I've been sitting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all for the, the, all, all for the king of the list. 
Yeah, all for the king of the list repost. But like the 74, then like an arrow to 83. So mm. I was like pretty, and like, so I told everyone I was at 83. Mm. But you're wondering about meat prep? Yeah, well, just like the decision um, for you to move up just because of your height or oh. what, is that what it was? Um, I'm it was somewhat tall for a 74, like five, seven, five, eight, probably. Uh, and I was like 174 at pretty lean. So mm. it was just getting hard to make the cut. Mm. Yeah, no, you're so right. I cut, I like, made yeah. the right choice, obviously. Yeah. And what about uh, prep itself for you? It was good. I was like, once like I was officially in meat prep, I was hitting like PRs like every week. So I really mm. only had like one hiccup for like a week and a, or like around two weeks out, I failed. 325 so like 716 that was on the grip high uh it was kind of weird i kind of rushed it and i set up my grip uneven like one side was like half an inch off so like i got it to my knees so i just couldn't get it yeah and that kind of shocked your confidence was that your last heavy deadlift that one that you missed yeah but then the week after that i took 300 and like the fastest ever moved so my confidence was back yeah sweet yeah no i did see the uh, i did see the miss it was it was that day you said it was like oh really hot or something um, no no that was a different day oh that a different was, day that was like two weeks before that i uh, missed that but then i retook it and got it oh uh, yeah yeah. Right? yeah and then i did 705 the next week and then the week after that i went for 716 and missed it yeah and so did you change anything with your deadlift or do you think that extra th- strength was just a direct uh, result of the extra body weight? Um, I think, yeah, just the body weight. Mm. We usually, like, we'll just pull conventional in, like, the off-season and it just makes my back, like, really strong, so. Mm. Give the hips a break. Yeah. And, what, and obviously coming into the meet, Aiden, like you said, um pretty pretty motivated uh you didn't post much of your prep as some people probably would have noticed um can you just explain the reason behind keeping it quiet and potentially some of those bad days that you had hey well for the last like from like weeks six to three or so i just didn't have anything to post Mm. um there was a time for three and a half weeks where i failed 600 three weeks like on strength so and is that just external stress was it uh it was a lot of things Mm. really but yeah um i'd say my prep was like bittersweet because or almost phrase it sweet bitter because Mm. it started off great and then i just got ran into the ground Mm. um yeah like i was at my strongest around 11 weeks out that's when I hit uh, 250 for five on squat and um, to uh, 85 for uh, 282 for eight on deadlift. Um, and then following that week, um, I, I seriously just couldn't deadlift anything over 600 for three weeks. Hmm. Um, how, and, how, how does that, like, how did that feel going through that? Like knowing you had so much more, like potentially 700 in the tank. Um, how, how does that feel? Cause yeah, I've never, I've never run into anything like that before. 
um it sucked and even on squat there was uh like two weeks there was a week where i didn't go over 400 and then the week after that i barely like did 450 mid 450s and, and that was like like two like around 200 like just run 200 yeah, kilograms yeah, 200s yeah yeah and i just it was those were difficult too like i don't know what happened to me um a whole bunch of i'm not i'm not here to make excuses i'm just here to tell, say what happened mm. uh during my prep um like uh there was some life stuff happening mm. um and i i'd attribute it more to just probably doing too much in my programming i just couldn't handle it yeah man uh no it doesn't sound like excuses at all like um we want to hear the facts so yeah uh you had a pretty rough meet um and did it pull together better toward the end like you obviously had a good meet day uh and we'll talk about that but like did prep yeah. sort of come back together toward the end or was it still a bit hit or miss um it's just i just i just i feel like like 11 weeks out I was at my strongest and from that point i just got weaker hmm. so and 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 so that was that just happened up until the mate um up until like like three weeks out uh i did that squat that between that time after um i did squat that six that two uh mm. 270 272 um and then it went like it right after that it went back to feeling like crap yeah and then you ended up pulling it together all right man well what about what about you alex um did you have a better prep than the, the, how aiden sounded uh yeah i can't really the only thing that happened was the failed deadlift mm. um like two weeks out i had like the same pec issue i had like before texas but i just like took it easy and i was good on me mm. too and you ended up I benching one sorry you ended up benching one 170 uh no, in prep one, yeah, in, yeah. during prep and then um and we'll talk about the, the bench and the carpet and that sort of thing when we get there. Um, so nothing to complain about with your prep, just extra body weight, extra th strength and that, and that one missed, one missed lift. Yeah. And I was waking up at like 83 or 82 ish. So I didn't mm. have to cut. No cut. Oh, well, we'll, um, we'll jump straight into your meet, Alex. How, how did you find the actual meet day? I want to know specifically what happened between your first and your second squat because watching from home and I was like, what is going... Like, your opener moved really fast and then I was like, you only loaded another two and a half kilos. So, I thought maybe you'd hurt yourself. Maybe, you know... So, you, I'll let you explain it to us. We'll just... Uh, we'll start with the weigh-ins. Mm. Um, I didn't really have to cut, so I was good. I checked my weight the morning of. I was like 82.5 mm. and then so like right before weigh-ins like i had to pee like pretty bad so i was gonna go to the bathroom but then they called my name <laughs> so like i lost like half a good lift point from that probably because i could have weighed in like half a kg lighter but... <laughs> <laughs> and you had half a kilo of weed to get rid of probably i mean i didn't really like i had like 2500 calories the day before and like normal liquids mm. so yeah potentially then so weigh-ins was yeah. good yeah weigh-ins i didn't really have to recomp so i was good i just like did what made me comfortable uh man warm-ups everything moved good 
meant opener. So I guess I like Joey and I had not really a miscommunication, but he said he was going to call all my attempts. So I hit my opener. Like, I'm just like, I can go back to the like around like the attempt selection and I'm just like waiting for him or someone. And then like, I thought like 30 seconds went by and like he didn't show. So I was just going to put in my attempt and then they told me I timed out. So. <laughs> and so is two and a half kilos, the automatic thing that happens when you don't put your attempt in. So yeah, if you, I've done that before too. Yeah. If you make a successful attempt, they go up 2.5. If, if you fail, it stays the same. So. so you ended up coming back for your second and smashed it obviously. Cause it was open to wait. So what about the jump? Yeah. What about the jump between second and third? Because it was quite a big jump. So a two sixty was like the plan third. Mm. Um, I was pretty like mad at that point, uh, and I like didn't want to go two fifty five or two fifty seven. I just wanted to hit the plan third. Mm. So I was like, "We're taking two sixty. What was it like? Almost a thirty kilo jump. It was like twenty seven kilo jump. It was, 22.5 yeah. i think so massive jump so, from third <laughs> which like if i missed that lift it would have been really bad for the total mm. um but luckily like in training i'll do big jumps all the time like i'll do 20 kg jumps or 30 kg jumps on squats to top single so is that just to kinda... save energy or is that just what you've always done <sighs> i don't know like yeah kind of to save energy but I, I like it. It doesn't make you nervous taking a big jump like that? No, not really. Same with deadlifts. I'll do like 30 kg, sometimes like 35. How do you estimate RPE for if you're given RPE for a top set? How do you make the right choice from a 20 to 30 kilo jump? Well, usually like um, those aren't really RPE. That's like, it's like taking like a second attempt, like a third attempt in the gym. Oh, okay. Like, I, when I do like those big jumps, it'd be like when I'm taking my last heavy single of prep. Uh, so when, you, when you're actually given or you know, you like, you know what weight you have to hit. It's not just yeah. feeling, feeling out an RP. Okay. Yeah. 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 Go on. I feel like if I'm like, if my body's warm and I'm ready to go, I can just take whatever. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That would kind of throw me. I feel like that would kind of throw me a little bit with like a big jump like that. Like even with deadlifts, I'll kind of take like a 12 kilo jump, maybe 15 kilos for a heavy single. Yeah, that's like, um, that's kind of an issue with me. So I'll do like 650 and then take like 700. Mm. Just because I feel like for me personally, I have like, I have one good deadlift in me like a day. Mm. So doing like, like three attempts in a meet, it almost like the second almost drains me. Mm. So Okay, yeah. Interesting. That's a quite a big jump, yeah. And you've never, and you've like never seemed to like, overshoot or miss very often so that's yeah that kind of i feel like if, if i did that i'd be missing or overshooting a lot so it's just something i was used to so i was lucky mm. <laughs> lucky but, what about what about bench and i want to hear about this carpet okay do you want me to talk about it or oh well we Aiden? can do we can do Aiden's squats before we go into your bench we'll just go okay. in one okay. for one okay. oh I'll, I'll, but i so i did hit like the 260 mm. And it was like RP eleven, <laughs> which is it kind of expected. Yeah, like I unracked it; it felt fine. Like I walked it out, and like as soon as I got out of the hole, it just hit a wall. Mm. 
Yeah, well, we I was watching it from home and I thought you, maybe you'd missed it and I was like, <laughs> like I kind of expected you to miss it almost from that massive jump. And yeah. I was wondering what, because we, we were wondering what was going on, but you ended up grinding it out. Um, yeah, would have been happy. I to was that. worried. Mm. I was worried about deadlifts after that. Mm. All right. Well, um, what about squats for you, Aiden? <clears throat> um, well, let's start it at the morning of the meet. Mm. Let's go back. Um, yeah, let's go back. So I was, I was doing, I, uh, the, the past week I had done a, uh, gut cut, which some foreshadowing here. I'm probably gonna do like a water cut or something next time. Cause the gut, it just didn't cut like the weight just didn't come off. Mm. Um, I was only cutting from 84.9. So like a very, pr- like pretty insignificant cut really. Um, cause I've done four kilos in the past at 74 and <laughs> it, 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 barely affected me um i only lost maybe like two and a half to five kg on bench and that's it um so four kilos at uh or not four kilos so two kilos at less than two kilos at 83 should be easy Mm. but it just didn't um about the the night of i weighed in at around um like like a kilo over or like a kilo and a half over and usually I lose like two to two to three kilos overnight from water weight. And that just didn't happen. I woke up like a kilo over um, at 5 a.m., had to spit for an hour and a half to make weight. Um, I missed weight the first time because I was 83.16. So it took an extra 30 minutes after um, everyone had been done weighing in for me to weigh in and I weighed, it was 82.99. I had a heart attack because the scale like was like 83.1 for a second. And like, you know, you know, it like fluctuates yeah, a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was 82.99. I weighed in at, after spitting for 30 minutes. So I basically got like an hour 30 weigh in. Mm. Um, man, that must've been, that must've been rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, especially it, it sucked too, because I, like I said, I wasn't even cutting that much. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, and I want to just, I'm not an expert with nutrition, but doesn't the body hold on to body weight when your external stress is higher? Like when people are like, oh, I find it hard to lose weight. Like they'll have like a real stressful lifestyle or something. I'm fairly sure there's some science behind like holding body weight when you're stressed and like in a situation like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't, yeah, no, I don't know the science, but that's, I think that's just from memory something that I've read before. Um, but yeah, last time, uh, I did a, a water cut and it was, it was much easier on me. Um, so I'm probably gonna do that next time instead of a gut cut. Um, anyways, after that, uh, I just, I try to get some food in, but not, I couldn't really get much in, uh, just cause I was at an extra 30 minutes down. Um, squ- squat warmups felt like average, I'd say, um, Oh, I took my, I think my opener was 255. That felt like, like, I don't know. I just felt, it felt fine, I guess. I don't know. I'd say squat just felt like fine. It didn't really feel spectacular, which was kind of expected after, you know, a rough morning. Um, Ended up uh, getting two, just 275. Yeah, which. Five reds. Uh, yeah, five five reds. So secured five reds in a meet, which is cool. Um, 
Uh, and it was super hard. Like, mm. like it was basically like how, what Lucky said. It was like, it felt kind of fine unracking it, but it was just because adrenaline. Um, and then I, you know, I came out of the hole and it felt like I just like hit a massive wall. And, but grinded through it, probably like one of the hardest grinders in my entire life. Mm. So we both had quite a bit of trouble with your third attempts. Yeah, but still, both mm. were three for three. Yeah, three for three. Were you both nine for nine white lights as well, or did you miss on depth? Yeah, no, uh, we. I I was all good. About you, Alex? No depth calls. Yeah, I I think I actually went twenty seven for twenty seven white lights. Oh, um, awesome! Man. Yeah, sweet. So that was cool with like all national refs. Mm. And that's Not impressive. Impressive considering what I've heard about how bench was um alex when you started to bench walk me through because i I watched nori's video on on the bench explanation and that sort of thing and i want to hear what you guys thought so the warm-ups like warm-up room leg drive was fine like they just had like normal carpet um and then you want to hear, like you just want to hear about the carpet or my bench? oh no like your bench but yeah include the okay, okay. yeah yeah of course yeah so like warm up room conditions were good I was expecting it ER pad to be worse than it was like the actual pad and rack itself was fine mm. like I felt just as good as I did in training uh, bench warm ups like just didn't feel good for me though mm. like, like they were fine but I just wasn't that strong so I hit the opener. Or actually before the opener uh someone up like just like came up to me after like or someone hit their attempt they're like they're like i got no leg drive it's super slippery so i hit up with my i hit my opener i go super i go like feet out so i moved him in a little bit just to account for slipping and my opener moved fine i didn't like feel spectacular so like i just told joey to do a five your M jump instead of the plan 7.5 so mm. and did you end up was, hitting, did you end up getting a third because over here it was like 12 o'clock at night oh yeah i got so i did like i just did a five then and then another five mm. so mm. just played it super safe what was the oh. third 165 it was 167.5. 167 okay yeah yeah and so. and so with the carpet like how much did that affect you because uh, from um, what I've heard, people was like kind of the end of their bench, but you seem to have almost matched your gym PB. I hit 175 at gym, but I was like touch and go. So hmm. I don't like it was nowhere near comp standard. Yeah. Uh, but I just like, I just had to hold back on leg drive. Like, I was going like 50%. Usually I go like 100. Hmm. So I don't know what Aiden did, but. And it seemed like no matter what shoes you had, they slipped. Like Nori tried like three different pairs and they all slipped. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like a pretty bad call on their behalf. Like you would have thought they had tested the rack. I like think, some, someone had walked out just before the meet and kind of tested it. Well, I think they used this carpet at the Arnold before and like, like the same carpet and people had issues slipping before. So. Mm. That makes it even worse in my opinion. What about bench for you, Aiden? How did it go for you? Um, so 
I wasn't expecting it to go well because usually when you botch a cut, the first thing to go is going to be your bench. But somehow bench felt um, amazing. Um, warm ups. The I think the biggest shock was just the warm up room being like the floor was like properly sticky and not sticky, but it was just it was fine. And then going to the platform, which felt like an ice rink. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. So I open opened with. Uh, uh, three twenty-five. I don't know what that is in kilos, honestly. Uh, like one forty-five. Yeah, one forty-seven. Okay, yeah, one forty-seven. Then, um, moved great. Uh, but feet were just slipping on every attempt. What I did, the strategy I kind of took was, I, you know, brought my feet in, uh, back because I bench feet out like Lucky does too. Um, and then I focused instead of pushing away from the floor because you know usually the cue is to just push away from the floor as hard as you can mm. i pushed into the floor which helped me retain a little bit of my leg drive without like completely yeah, I, slipping away i kind of did that too like subconsciously yeah um but I, I you know i could tell there was a little less like tension in my setup setup and it was a little bit more like um you know just upper body press you know mm-hmm. i guess yeah 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 um, and you ended up hitting a third of what was your third uh 160 160 and that was a is that a pb overall yeah that's yeah. uh um 17 kilogram oh 17 kilo comp pb yeah but but what yeah. about in compared to your prep oh uh just the same same as i hit same in prep. As, yeah okay yeah, yeah, and then um, okay, so yeah, bench because what I'd heard, yeah, I've heard from Nori and then from like other stories and stuff, um, that the carpet should never have kind of never have been there, like, um, and I and I know you guys weren't the first day, hey, you were like the third third day of nationals or uh, fourth, I think actually, yeah, so, I decided yeah. on Monday. Mm. So like I imagine, I, I didn't hear about anything about the carpet being slippery until the day of. Though. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. Well, I just imagine like other categories. Uh, I don't know what the first three days were, but I imagine other people had problems with it. Surely they could have swapped it. I don't know what goes into preparing a meet, but it just seems crazy to me that it even made it there if it's already been used at the Arnold, like you said, and they bring it back the same material. Or I'm same. not. I'm not sure if it's the the same exact one, but I heard mm-hmm. that that's what was used yeah i think i heard that as well whether it's the same exact sheet of carpet or just the same material it like should never have really made it there yeah it was like a very very fine carpet that doesn't really like you know it It almost had like a plasticky yeah like a like a plastic wrap type feeling Mm. and you guys usually bench with mats underneath or is it usually carpet where you guys train Uh, we just have rubber mats yeah Mm. I do like yeah. half and half, like one place has carpet and I have mats at home, but mm. or both of them are fine. Yeah. Yeah. The, I find the mats really good and I've never benched on carpet, but yeah, it sounded pretty rough. I've um, benched on like, I've benched on like three different carpets and meats and like, I've never had a problem with any of them. Yeah. I've never uh, heard either. I've never heard someone complain about the flooring at a meat. I've heard the carpets at IPF Worlds are slippery as well. The mm. uh, illegal platforms. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Bench was pretty successful despite uh, the carpet. Moving into Dead's. Um, bench is just like 
you got to go three for three on bench. There's no reason to miss. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, team. for the extra two and a half, extra five kilos, yeah, like you say, there's no reason to miss. Um, but you both all hit, you both hit your thirds. Moving into deadlifts, Alex, how did you feel warming up? Uh, I felt fine. I didn't feel amazing. I didn't feel terrible. Mm. Um, so I just had to trust myself and mm. go for it. Mm. How did you end up going? I think when it's 295 opener, um, Moved fine. And then 307 second. And that was like kind of hard. So we wanted to do 320 for the uh, land third, but we dropped it down to 317.5. So you get like the 699.97 curse. Mm. <laughs> but I got that and it was pretty hard. Um, 320 might have been there, but. It would have been like very hard. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, what about you, Aiden? Uh, <clears throat> pretty, pretty subpar. Mm. At, at that point, um, I was gassed pretty much. Uh, I think, I think my just, I, I, with all the, I probably just had energy for like one big lower body lift just from not being able to have a whole ton of time to refuel, which is something I needed get better at myself and also just you know actually weigh in at the proper weight uh, and give myself a full two-hour weigh-in um but but yeah i just at that point i felt pretty pretty subpar uh, um to uh 280 felt like glued to the floor which was my last warm-up um but at that point i was just like all right i'm just gonna keep my planned opener of 302 and see how it moves and uh it just like didn't really move very well. So, um, yeah, that, that's really all there is to say, um, in the Texas prep. So a lot of people have asked me like, Hey, like what went wrong with your deadlifts? Because 302 on video looked fat, like looked smooth, but, uh, my smooth is different than most people's smooths. Um, uh, and I did a 320, uh, in training leading up to the Texas meet. 300 was my last warm-up and that felt like like weightless like mm -hmm. that's how that's how my la my first attempts need to feel is weightless yeah. same with me i can't really grind yeah so so 302 looked fast to most people but i lift fast way faster than most people do so um yeah just jumped to 317 because that was my plan second and i was just like you know, screw it. We're just, we're just, gonna, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go all out. We're gonna see if I can rip it off the floor or something and some by some miracle. And, you know, I just couldn't. Um, so yeah. Mm. And, um, I, I, I didn't get a hit a single, uh, because of fatigue, I didn't get a hit a single all prep. I didn't hit one deadlift single. Wow. Yeah. No, cause I remember we spoke and I was like, and you said first single coming up and then rolled around and you never took it. Um, so what was like the ideal third, if you were feeling good on the day, was it like 325? Um, I can't really say yeah. what it was, but, yeah. uh, I mean, opener was 302, second was 317. Um, yeah, I couldn't really tell you. What, Cause I, I know there was comments like 
a little while ago about you potentially out pulling Nori with the way your training had looked. Like when you did that uh, 282 for eight, like that was shaping up. Yeah. Technically, yeah, he out pulled Nori this meet. So. Well, technically, did yeah, we technically all, did. All pulled Nori. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Nori's potential pull three thirty five, whatever it was. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'm not going to say anything that I I think I had um, leading into leading into the prep. Uh, like literally, I like I said, I didn't hit get a hit hit a single a single single. Mm-hmm. Um, my best was 297 for five at like eight and then two the 300 at like nine and for five at nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So when you like mess, so for those of you who don't know, this was Aiden's first prep with Nori. Uh, when you message him, you're like, hey, really can't take a single today. I imagine that's how it went. What, what sort of programming changes um, would you make to kind of emulate a similar stimulus? Because I've never had like I've ne- I wouldn't know where to go from there we each so the day that i was programmed a single like it day, just because of weird i don't know man he did, like i'm not it's not a fault of nor i'm not gonna put it on nori we're gonna we've already figured out uh the changes that i need to make specifically doing spd days so i don't mm-hmm. die at the end of meet, so that might be helpful helpful for me um but also just we've we're just employing some strategies to manage fatigue and not do too much because uh basically what happened was he we ended up adding intensity without dropping volume and i just died pretty Mm. much um and i'm not gonna pit it on nori because usually you know you're gonna you're gonna add intensity at at meets and he's you know i i just hired him so he doesn't have any data on me but yeah that's that's what happened (laughs) um and uh so it, it just my training became very unpredictable and chaotic and poor really mm-hmm. and by the end of the prep i just uh i i didn't i didn't like lifting for a few weeks there was just i just dreaded going to the gym for like mm. that's like week and a half of prep mm. and that's yeah. that's gonna be like a massive detriment to you as well not enjoying what you're doing because I know like at least for me about a week and a half hour, a week and a half, like that's when like it gets really tough. And like when I've been really fatigued, it's about a week and a half out. So I can imagine if I didn't want to be there, that would be an extra bit of just like, just would have made it even worse. Um, yeah. It, it, the, I was supposed to do like a final single like a week out. And then like basically how every, each week would go would be like, I'd get to like, you know, I'd take 260, that'd move okay. And then I'd jump to like, I usually jump like 20 kilos. So I'd jump 20 kilos and then it just wouldn't budge off the floor. Mm. Like six or something, we just, just wouldn't move at all. Mm. And wow, that'd man. be like, that'd be, that'd be every week. Yeah. So from, yeah, no, that's just like, man, I'm just trying to imagine like, cause you went from pulling 280 for five to like you said to it, not really moving off the floor. No, I went from pulling 280 for eight. Sorry. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. And sorry. Then, sorry. And then not being able to pull for one yeah. at all. Yeah. How did you, okay. So like at that point, like obviously physically things weren't going fantastically for you. Um, how were you mentally like trying to cope with that sort of thing? Cause I imagine for me, like I would start beating myself up over that kind of run myself into a hole. I, I, I just, I started questioning everything that I was doing. Yeah, I imagine. Man, well, yeah, so both like had a little bit of issues. I mean, like, um, 
with that being said, I, I am looking forward to training going for, mm. forward just because um, Sean and I have communi- communicated about some things and we're taking a more cooperative approach. Mm. So. I actually did see some comments on one of your recent bench posts about your bench looking a lot nicer. And I think, I don't know if it was you who commented the Nori effect or whatever. Um, what have you guys cha- changed with your bench since you hired him? Um, a ton more volume. I've, I've nearly doubled the volume that I do. Mm. And, and so also more, more like programming changes than, um, technical. Um, yeah, well, uh, lots of technical changes, but I'd say mainly just to the doing more, uh, and then doing more accessories over my accessories. Mm. Cause I, I basically went from doing, um, like I said, I doubled my bench volume. Like literally, if you just take my reps per week, I doubled it. Mm. Um, and just, I can't went from doing like literally zero upper body accessories to mm. doing, you know, a ton now. Mm. Um, so with the extra accessories, are you just doing more accessory volume or are you doing new accessories as well? Uh, just a lot more arm work. Arm is, work. Yeah. Is, is really the, the biggest change for me mm. there. Um, are we talking, like, are we talking elbow joint health arm work or just bigger triceps arm work? No, bigger triceps and biceps arm work. Mm. Not, I have no issues with health. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good to hear. You know, I like to hear about accessories. I'm probably going to, yeah, I mean, I mean, you see, you see the 83 as a person like they're they, like, they, these guys could step on stage if they wanted to, if they just got leaner, like, and, mm. and do well, like, like they're the, the muscle mass is literally just like astonishing. Mm. And L- Lucky's probably probably could tell you like like those guys, like Jamar Russ Gruden they they're all just like they're jacked as hell. Mm. Gruden was like he's the biggest by far because mm. yeah. he he's the one that I hadn't really heard about and I watched uh, Two White Lights episode about their predictions of the eighty threes and I'd never even heard his name. Um, but yeah, he was jacked. And so is he bigger than Russ? Yeah, yeah, like by far. Wow, because Russ seems i know he's short but he seems quite built like jacked yeah well he's like two inches shorter than ross as well so oh really so he's like well he'd be closer to five like three almost then would he he'd be like five four yeah wow. so quite short oh i so mean he's yeah. Like, yeah he's got a super demanding job so mm. okay he's yeah because like, uh, i haven't does he have an instagram presence yeah just yeah. dude gruden oh, okay yeah Oh, sweet. So more accessories for you. Um, what are the plans for kind of the rest of the year? Is there a second meet lined up for either of you guys? Um, not, not for a while. No, I want to take like a good, like six to seven months. Um, and I might even go so far as to not build collegiate nets, which is all the way in April of next year. Okay. So almost a year off. Yeah. I, I just need time to build it. Mm. not do meets and just like just build strength really and mm. and fix the things that have gone wrong in my mm. training i imagine competing like two three times a year every year is kind of suboptimal for progress over a long period of time like i imagine like i'm sure in a year off there's like so much that you could do and gain um whereas if you're competing a couple of times a year like that slows down the progress a little bit i assume I'd say I'd say two to three is optimal. Uh, any, any, anything more than that, and you're you're uh, 
reducing the quality of what you could be getting uh, is, out of yourself. Is there people competing more than three times a year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? That's not something I've ever seen. Yeah, maybe it's just there's more competition availability. and Four comps a year. Man, that's how do you even people, get time for an off-season? Some people do more than that. That's insane. I know some people competed two days in a row and that sort of thing, but that's raw and equipped. But like, yeah, man, five, four or five comps a year, that's crazy. What about you, Lucky? Yeah, same with me. Probably like December to November. I think the Arnold's going to be back to the normal time. I'm not sure. Mm. If the Arnold's in March, I want to do a meet like three to four months before that. Yeah. So mm. I'll probably end up doing one like six months from now. Mm. And so yeah, what I was, was uh, yeah. No, continue. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't the most excited for this meet. Like, I don't know. I did like a meet in November and then a meet in February. And then a meet in June. So it was like three meets within seven to eight months. So mm. I was kind of getting burnt out. Because mm. like I would finish, I would do a meet, like have like a week and then like have another meet in like two to three months. So, mm. so back yeah, to back preps. Like, yeah, like having like a back to back preps or back to back to back or whatever. Mm. I was just getting like, I was like excited for this meet to be over just so I could train. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Towards the end of it, you just want it to be over. Towards the end of prep. Yeah, so definitely at least like five to six months. Hmm. And so I assume this is the first time you've both competed with such a stacked weight class as well, considering it was like Russ, Nori, and all the other guys. I would, yeah. yeah. I didn't really go in like trying to beat anyone or have any goals. I just like my only goal was just to go nine for nine. I didn't, mm. I wasn't even I wasn't trying to beat Aiden or anything. Mm. We were in different flights, so it kind of made that interesting. So I was, was in flight. No, go. On. I was in flight A and he was in flight B because my qualifying total was way lower than his. Mm. So I what wasn't I... like a lot. A lot of people thought like we were going against each other. <laughs> I was, I like, I did the meet as if he wasn't even there. Mm. So, what actually ended up being the difference between your two totals? Seven kg. Seven kilos. That's really close. Yeah, I would have assumed that there was some sort of friendly competition going on considering you guys are the same age and weight. Um, we didn't but- even like, we didn't even talk about it or anything. Uh I do remember a while back, if there is competition between us, it was uh, just the first to... Uh, yeah, first to eight. John Hex. Oh, no, I think it was specifically John Hex total record. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted eight, to put 1,000 on that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's eight ten and a half. Eight ten and a half. So we just I know, need to... I know Lee, one on. of the one of the guests I had on a few episodes back, Liam, I can't even remember his last name now, the Canadian, um... He he told me he wants to beat John Hacks at eighty three as well. He's in the Canadian like their IPF Federation, whatever. Um but if you guys like is that something that you guys want to do what do you is that like a total that's realistic for this year or be more next year? It'd be like something around twenty two to twenty three. Like oh, not so for a while. It's not for a while, okay. Because you guys are what yeah. mid mid seven hundred now. Or Yeah, it's yeah. you can't like no, I know it's, you can't qualify, yeah. 
no, so while yeah, I thought I thought you guys were a bit closer to eight hundred, but um, potentially some friendly competition in the near future. Then, if you're only seven kilos apart now, um, I know Aiden, you didn't have the you know the most optimal meet, and the gap would have been a little bigger if if things had to go into plan. Um, how do you guys reckon you go competing against each other properly if like you're uh, like you know top junior or whatever? Uh, well, I don't know if we'll ever have like a head to head meet unless we do the same one in like and if we do one in November or December together, we could travel and go against each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what I was thinking is um. What might actually end up happening is my next meet will be like November, and then I might do CNATS at ninety three. Mm. So potentially moving up. Yeah, potentially depends on things. I'm actually pretty light right now, so I could stay at either of But uh, it's an idea that's floating around in my head. Mm. Is it? Is I mean, yeah, I know I was, I'm headed there anyways. Yeah, so I was thinking, why not? Why not? Mm. And then uh, I only I'd weigh in at like eighty eight or something. I yeah, would not go straight get, there. You know, yeah. yeah. I guess that's what I'm gonna do as well. It's like I'm I know I'll eventually be in a certain weight class. I'll just let my body weight float all the way up there because like that's one of the things I um, posted a while back was like don't hold yourself back and that sort of thing. Like if you're too tall, you're too tall. It's like as much as you might want to be in a weight class, um, you might be too tall. But yeah, that'd be yeah, exciting seeing- moving up as well. I've seen very, or I don't know if I've seen any, uh, like, uh, occasions when somebody moved up a weight class and, and regretted it. Yeah. Like, I've never heard that either. I've never, I'm sure it's happened to a few people, but I've never seen it. I imagine yeah. it's probably more common in like the super heavy weights. Cause then you start like, you're not sleeping, you're not getting in and out of cars and doorways and shit like that. I imagine yeah. that like the way it's actually becoming unhealthy, but like more yeah. like sub a hundred kilos. I don't, yeah, I've never heard of it either. Yeah. Like someone jumping from like 74 to 83 or like yeah. 59 to 66. Like I've yeah. never heard of someone regretting it. As long as like the, the body composition stays reasonable. Like I regretted moving up, but only because I kind of started looking fat and it's like, I don't regret moving up. I just regret at the speed that I did it. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I support yeah. As if you're too tall, move up. That's kind of what what I any any advice I give people is yeah. Look at the other competitors at the top level. If you're multiple inches taller, I mean, move up. Yeah, I did three cuts. Uh when I moved from seventy four to eighty three, I did three meets uh at eighty three without having the cut and so this was my first one where mm. and it kind of didn't go to plan. <laughs> yeah it didn't go to plan but it, it's um i think it's just because i took the wrong approach this time mm. um i mean i have experience cutting and it doesn't really affect me that much in the past but it did this mean so i don't know we're we're gonna figure things out um, I, should probably, I should probably talk to sean about that bit of a rough prep for you anyway with external stuff like that anyway so um you did well considering did well. Um, before we wrap up and I'll let you guys go, uh, as most people would have seen, Candido made his profile picture, um, that Russ, uh, that Sean was going to win. Obviously Sean heard himself. Uh, Sean's been copping a heap of slack from a certain few meme pages and that sort of thing about that's not how hamstring injuries work, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but he ran off the podium, like what, all that sort of thing, whatever. Um, and I'm not going to ask 
you, Alex, because you're Russ's teammate. Oh, uh, uh, I won't I'll, ask you. I'll I don't. Get, ex- I don't expect any. I'll get involved. I don't. I don't expect anything. If you want to give your opinion, you can. Um, but then, obviously, uh, the King of the Lifts podcast did an interview with Russ. Uh, Russ said he was enraged by Candido's prediction. Uh, in my opinion, uh, and I want to know what you guys think, but in my opinion, uh, Candido was just supporting a friend. I know him and Sean are friends. Uh, I don't think it was very outrageous. I don't think it was disrespectful or anything like that. Uh, he was just... Pre- I mean, maybe the making it his profile picture was a little disrespectful, but thinking that Sean was going to win was a completely fine prediction. And, and it was like, obviously, they're friends. Um but Russ said he was outraged, which kind of made me laugh a little bit because it's like you're at the top of a competitive sport. You're on. You you have a massive social media presence, uh, and he and, and for him as someone who always like puts those quotes about himself and like, and he's like a very like motivational dude and that sort of thing. And I know he often like talks himself up as he should as the top eighty three uh, to turn around and be so offended by a simple prediction kind of yeah it made me laugh a little bit and i want to know what you guys think as well uh i can i completely agree with you (laughs) yeah Uh, i also don't like that sean did very little talking like he Mm. just put that put that photo up of the timer yeah well he didn't yeah well sean like didn't tell candido to do that like candido just did that on his own Mm. The only thing Sean was like putting on his story that he's just going to empty the tank and put full effort. Yeah. I don't like how he's getting backlash when he didn't do anything. Mm. Yeah. I, I, um, so, so specifically that where he said he was outraged didn't annoy me. Um, I think the phrasing on that is a little funny. We, and, uh, you know, like I was outraged. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's the kind of, that's what made me laugh as well. Yeah. Um, I guess I can, I can get it though. It maybe fuel the fire. You know, but um, what I, what I think was a little a little overboard was all like the pictures and stuff he was posting after winning Ron Nance that just seemed like rubbing it in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. he had a beaten Sean, Sean when Sean put in a like if Sean had a, like competed to a hundred percent of his like capacity and Russ had a one by ten kilos, like maybe. But Sean came out injured, like you know couldn't even finish deadlifts. It did feel like rubbing it in Sean's face, even though Candido was the one that admitted he was wrong. Like Candido said, "Like I'll accept the the L." And like, I, yeah. I like the attitude, like act like you've been there before, which he has like multiple times. Mm. So that's I don't really get it. Yeah, it kind of just seemed like he hadn't won. Like it kind of seemed like they were because I know Sean and Russ, like they were. I don't know now, but they had been friends in the past. Like they made those videos together and that sort of thing. So it kind of felt, it did feel weird to like see, because it kind of felt hostile and like they, it kind of seemed like they were, had never been on good terms. But I know in the past they have been on good terms. So it was just a weird response to Sean, even though it wasn't Sean that said that stuff. At the end of the day, we lift weights. It's, it's not that serious. Yeah people take it pretty seriously <laughs> that's why i don't that's why i don't get like the the um some of the captions like man like putting a quote like i know russ i know a lot of russ's fans put like quotes and shit in their captions and that it's like we are just move moving heavy objects it's not like some it's not like top level basketball or whatever where you actually where it's actually hard to play like anyone can go to a powerlifting meet 
and that sort of thing. It's like, it's not that hard. So yeah, the captions kind of make me laugh as well sometimes. It's like, yeah, we are just lifting weights. It's not. That, that is literally what I was about to say. Like at, at the end of the day, I, I literally just don't care for it. All I care about is just whatever numbers you have on a barbell. Yeah, uh, people. Well, another thing. As long I as you're see, not a, a complete ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you're not, an, or spreading bullshit, like, or sit, like taking advantage of powerlifters. But I won't go into that again. But um, yeah, that's what I mean. People have said like, oh, when should I compete? Like, how strong do I have to be to compete? It's like, no, just compete. Like, you're never gonna be, you'll never be as strong as you want to be for a start. So just compete. Like, do your first competition. That's why I tell people like, um, they ask. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to get your opinion. I, th- I thought maybe I was the only one who kind of had that opinion about that situation with Russ, but it seems to be that everyone was kind of a little shocked by it. Um, shocked, but kind of surprised at how he reacted. It kind of seemed a bit immature, but... The only thing that I just don't like that people are getting mad at Sean and he really didn't do anything. Yeah. If you if you have a well, look at... Well, in the- my eyes, he didn't do anything, so... Well, yeah, I imagine Candido made that decision on his own. I don't think Sean would be, would have, like Aiden said, Sean wouldn't have asked him to do that. Um, I think a lot of people just aren't in the, probably aren't in the know of that either, that Sean was really part of that. So, yeah. you know. Sean like, didn't really talk any trash either at all. No, he, no. Didn't, he didn't say much except for that he was, like he sounded like he was going to have a really good prep and a really good yeah. meet, like the, the how positive he was. And none of it was about Russ. None of it was about winning. It was about like... Putting in. Putting, yeah, putting in. Yeah, which was, yeah. And it was never hostile. So that, yeah, the reaction kind of seemed a bit disproportionate to what had happened. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, it's always nice to hear about the little ins and outs of meat prep. And so, yeah, if you guys didn't, there's some stuff that people wouldn't have known like it was Nor- uh, Aiden's first prep with Nori Lucky moved up a category so um, if you made it to the end of the podcast thanks very much for listening uh, we'll be back again in the next couple of weeks I think I'm going to have Shane Hunt on I'm going to have uh, Tim on Tim Hansen who also trains at um, what's Nori's United Barbell is it um, so yeah a few, few good episodes lined up but thanks again to you two uh, for coming on this week <laughs>